Welcome to the latest edition of our Fixed Interest podcast series. My name's Ed Parker. I'm the Global Head of Sovereign Research at Fitch Ratings. I'm joined today by Lord Nervo, an Associate Director in our Middle East and Africa team and primary analyst covering Egypt. Law, Egypt has been one of the frontier markets under severe pressure in recent months with a devalued currency, declining reserves, rising government debt, a loss of international market access and delays to its IMF programme. Fitch also downgraded Egypt's rating to single B with a negative outlook in May. Perhaps you can kick off with a quick summary of what's happening and then we can dial into some of these issues in a bit more detail. Yes, thank you, Ed. So the shock of the war in Ukraine and the tightening of international liquidity conditions led to massive outflows of international investors from the government local debt market. So the attempt from the authorities to smooth the impact on currency volatility led to a significant deterioration of international reserves and to growing macroeconomic imbalances. So after two devaluations of the currency in 2022, Egypt had committed to a durably flexible exchange rate. This commitment is really key to the new IMF program that Egypt accessed in December 2022 and is also critical to reducing balances and to restore investor confidence in the currency, as well as rebuilding external liquidity buffers. So this is even more so in a context of constrained access to international markets and uh, high external financing needs. So the Egyptian pound depreciated in January and February as it was adjusting to economic fundamentals following its liberalization, but it has then uh, stabilized. So the stability of the currency since March, along with evidence of foreign currency shortages, has led investors to second-guess the commitment of the central bank to a more flexible exchange rate and caused delay to the IMF program first review and associated official funding disbursement. And we've also seen soaring eurobond yields. So to give a sense of the situation Egypt is currently facing, well, it has high external financing needs and the uncertainty around its ability to attract sufficient financing to support the currency has increased, given the sensitivity of external financing to investor sentiment. The uncertainty around the currency's trajectory and anticipations of another devaluation has pushed investors to hold back on their investment decision in Egypt, um, so amplifying the external financing challenge and pressures on the currency. You mentioned Egypt's high external financing needs and a limited access to external financing sources as a critical element of its vulnerability. So what are the drivers of these high external financing needs? What is Egypt's plan to raise the funds and what are the risks to that plan? An interesting aspect of the current situation is that the initial trigger for investors' massive capital outflows at the onset of the war in Ukraine was the fear of a shock to the current account that would materially increase external financing needs. This actually did not materialize, and despite higher food prices. The increased traffic on the Suez Canal route, um, the impressive recovery in tourism in spite of reduced Russian tourist entries, 
and the small positive oil balance of Egypt, it actually led to a reduction in the current account deficit in the fiscal year 2022. We now expect that the uh, fiscal year that ended in June 2023 will end up with a current account deficit that uh, narrowed to 3.3% of GDP from 3.5% in GDP the year before. This, however, still represents more than $12 billion external financing needs. We also see quite significant uncertainty on the import bill, which remains currently constrained by the limited supply of foreign currency and may not fully reflect demand. We believe there is still a backlog of imports trending at port um, and they remain to be released, although the situation improved since the beginning of the year. Increased use of deferred payment instrument by bank may also artificially reduce headline import numbers and temporarily contain uh, external financing pressures. But in any case, the external financing requirement is more challenging in the fiscal year 24, despite expected improvement in the current account deficit, due to increasing government external debt maturities of around $7.2 billion, up from $4.3 billion the year before. The government is now advanced in securing about $6 billion of budget financing for the fiscal year 24. However, the delays in the IMF program and the inability to access market at affordable rates are adding to the challenge. The overall external financing plan of the authorities also relies on large FDI's inflow, which are sensitive to investor sentiment toward the currency. The government has launched an ambitious privatization plan to sell up to 32 SOEs, mostly to Gulf strategic investors. These investments are central to the strategy of the government. However, progress on this transaction has been slow, and the uncertainty of the timing and size of the associated foreign currency inflows increases the external financing risk. And finally, Foreign investors actually maintain a material position in the Egyptian local government fixed income market, equivalent to about 40% of gross international reserves. This creates an additional significant potential risk if the money were to seek to leave the country. Given these pressures, a couple of key questions on everyone's mind is whether Egypt will devalue its exchange rate again and whether it can get back on track with its IMF programme. What are your thoughts? So our central scenario assumed that first successful privatization deals with Gulf Partner would bolster investor confidence and catalyze other investment, therefore allowing the authorities to reintroduce currency flexibility. This scenario continues to be supported by Egypt's positive record of commitment to IMF program objectives and of strong support from Gulf Partner. Yesterday, the government announced that it has signed contracts for $1.9 billion in asset sales. But we still believe that probably the risk to this scenario has increased in recent months uh, with the delay in the privatization plan. So the president and central bank have now indicated that additional depreciation in the currency is not imminent, setting the risk to inflation and its negative impact on the population. Indeed, annual inflation accelerated to nearly 33% in May, and that is a multi-decade record high. Fully floating the currency also poses a risk of significant currency overshooting and to debt sustainability, considering the high level of debt 
and the sensitivity of external debt to currency depreciation. But still, we believe that the maintenance of the status quo could increase imbalances, it could further damage investor confidence, and it also poses a risk to the IMF program. So overall, it increases the external financing risk. In our view, the cost of unwinding exchange rate rigidity will increase with time. Another aspect, finally, is that a prolonged period of foreign currency shortage also constrains industrial activity and growth, intensifying uh, inflationary pressures. Can you say a bit more on Egypt's fiscal situation? Public debt is very high. Is it sustainable? And will the government need to make further expenditure cuts? And is that feasible given social pressures? Finally, on the sovereign rating, how likely is another downgrade? And what are the key factors that Fitch is focused on? Indeed, we estimate that Egypt's general government debt increased close to 97% of GDP in the financial year that just closed in June, from 87% the year before. The increase is mainly due to the currency devaluation, which is inflating the external debt as a share of GDP. Egypt's high public debt level definitely remain a key rating weakness. But the government targets primary surpluses, both in the fiscal year 23 and the fiscal year 24. And we believe this is credible based on the recent record of delivering consolidation plan. The preliminary data of budget execution on the first 10 months of the fiscal year also show that Egypt is well on track to meet the fiscal year target. Actually, inflation helps in the way that it dilutes the impact of increased spending in real terms. A similar dynamic supported consolidation in uh, 2016-2017. But we believe the scope for this will be limited this time by the need to increase social spending to partly compensate the fall in living standards of the current shock on the population. Still, the government plans on accelerating revenue mobilization in the fiscal year 24 to compensate social spending. And we believe there is also some space to lower capital spending. But really, the focus that we have is on interest payment that continue to pose a risk to debt sustainability. Recent interest rate hikes in response to high inflation, but also the reduced competition on the local government debt market due to the lower participation of foreign investors, have pushed the cost of uh, local debt to record high. We now forecast interest costs will rise to more than 54% of revenue in the fiscal year 24. So when we downgraded Egypt's rating in May, we noted that weaker confidence in the ability of the government to resume the fiscal consolidation or to reduce interest revenue and government debt to GDP would be negative to the rating. But I would say our primary short-term focus at the moment remains on the external financing situation. So signs of greater external financing strains as a result of the inability of the authorities to restore confidence in the currency or to secure sufficient financing from multilateral, bilateral or market sources would be negative to the rating. And I would say right now our outlook is negative, so it means that the risks are rather on the downside. Thanks, Law, for those great insights, and thank you, everyone, for listening. For more on Fitch's sovereign research, visit our website, fitchratings.com. We hope you join us for the next edition of Fixed Interests.